yourself. The healthier self. 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 What's going on, friends and fellow humans of the internet? Welcome to the first ever episode of The Healthier Self. I'm your host, Jake Anderson. And if you're listening right now, please know that I'm grateful to have you tuned in and I'm thankful for you and your existence here on this planet. The mission of the Healthy Yourself podcast is to inspire people like you and I to continue improving in our journey of personal health and wellness. I'll be hosting brilliant and forward-thinking business leaders, entrepreneurs, nutrition experts, and generally amazing humans who have stories and insights to help you become a healthier, more focused, and more effective person. This podcast is hosted and sponsored by the company that I'm thankful to be co-founding, Monteverde Tech. At Monteverde Tech, we're building an innovative household appliance called The Keep. The Keep is the first ever bread box that keeps produce and bread fresh for several times their natural shelf life. The average American family tosses out over $2,200 worth of food every year, and we're on a mission to change that for good. We'll be launching our product in the coming months, so please make sure to follow along by connecting with us on Instagram at Monteverde Tech and by subscribing for updates through our website at www.monteverde.tech. It is truly an honor to introduce our first guest on the show today. Her name is Aisha Sarah, and she's a one-of-a-kind team leader, entrepreneur, and a former bodybuilder and fitness instructor whose mission is to inspire others to live their best lives. I absolutely loved having this conversation with Aisha because of the amount of ground that we were able to cover and the level of insight and wisdom that she brings to the table. In this first conversation, we discuss everything from staying healthy in the midst of a global pandemic to meditation and mental health. So without further ado, please enjoy this conversation with the incomparable Aisha Sarah. Well, Aisha, I am so, so excited to have you as the first guest on The Healthy Yourself. Thank you so much for coming. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm so honored and so grateful to be the first guest. Oh my gosh, because I have a podcast too. So the first guest, it's a special, special experience. Yeah, you know, it felt natural to have you on because you're a great friend and you're somebody that I look up to and I admire a lot as a friend for a lot of reasons. Uh, So it was kind of a no-brainer to have you, so thank you for coming. Thank you so much. I so, I'm so grateful. I'm just so excited. And it's like two friends like kicking it. We have coffee. We yeah. have such a good conversation. I'm pumped. No doubt. Um, so obviously it's the first episode, but one thing that I really want to talk to everybody who I interview about is something that you're doing that you feel like has made you a better person in the last few months. So mm. in the last several months of your life, what would you say is one thing that you've done for yourself that's really, really leveled up your health and your well-being? Mm. So you want something recent? Yeah, yeah, just like maybe since quarantine started, what would you say is one thing that's like improved your life significantly? Oh, I love it. So I have always been super into health, wellness, fitness my whole life. So I feel like when quarantine hit and gyms were closed and it was just a complete lifestyle shift, I honestly, it was the best thing for me because... I started doing other kinds of workouts and like going to the track and doing hit workouts and going on lots of walks and this sounds so simple but like honestly me like I have this like little I guess before I didn't really track my steps so meticulously but working at a like a desk all day and like having my own business and being in meetings where 
it's I'm not like a I'm an entrepreneur in, in branding yeah. and marketing, right? It's not a fitness um, job. So I feel like just the simple thing, like, on top of my workouts, but having, like, step goals. Because it's so simple, right? So if someone's listening and, like, you actually make an effort to hit at least 10,000 steps a day. Yeah. Now I hit, like, over 13, 14, 15. Whoa, no even 16,000. Because sometimes I'll just take my AirPods and go do my walks outside yeah. um, while I'm on the phone. And it's just been so fun it's like a little challenge with yourself because now if i ever have a day that's like under even like twelve thousand steps i'm like i show what is this but i think that's like a fun little challenge because it's so easy it's not like oh go work out go to the gym it's like go walk more and even if you don't like have a if you, even if you're not regular at the gym if you walk more like it changes the game my sister for example um when i was home in the beginning of quarantine in canada my sister started walking like over 10,000 steps she would hit like 10,000 was the goal two walks a day she lost like 15 pounds really yeah oh my god that's super inspiring. it's just like so simple but like for me like I don't know. On top of the workout, just having, like, the walks. My ideas flow better. So now I'll, like, yeah. specifically go out and do calls walking because I'm just better. I'm, like, l- happier and, like, I don't know. I think I get more – you get more blood flow. It's just – I highly recommend it. It's so simple, but yeah, quarantine definitely made me aware of that. I love that. And I think that's an amazing habit to have. It seems to me that nowadays everybody's really, really into the, like, nonstop tracking their fitness, you know, like, mm. especially with the – the trend of the Apple Watch and like always yeah. like tracking your heartbeat and your steps and your blood pressure and all these and things. And the iPhone does it for you too. It does. You don't it's have the crazy. Apple Watch. Yeah. Yeah. The, the evolution of biotech and wearable tech. That's a totally different conversation. It's like the basic but... necessity to have it track your steps. Yeah. Now. It's amazing though. You know, I, I think that there's obvious pros and cons that, uh, you know, we're going to see how it evolves in the coming years and decades. But so I want to say, I think that's so cool, especially from somebody as inspiring as you with like, the way that you spend your days, I think it's so cool that you're still able to like find time to get out and get a level head. Um, would you say that when you are like getting out and about and like just going for long walks, do you ever take time just to be with your thoughts and just like kind of work through the things that are going on in your life, or do you feel like you're always on? You're always like taking a call when you're on a walk. Or mm, so sort of I've noticed that I like. On my walks, I'll, uh, I always try to, like, maximize every single minute of my day. I'm like, how can I optimize every second of the day? It's like that, like, uh, there's, like, a big entrepreneur. He's like, take Ubers instead of driving because then you can get emails on the car. It's like, that's how I've, like, made my brain. It's like, okay, how can you be more productive? But, you know, like, I, so I've noticed with myself, I, so one of my things I do is I voice know, um, like on DM and I like get mm-hmm. through all my DMs because Instagram is like a huge part of my business and how I'm really active on there. I batch like my DMs. So like I make sure I reply to every single person that is like messaged me and I do it on the walks. But then I've noticed like we live in LA. It's freaking beautiful yeah. to look up. <laughs> so I've it actually really started making a conscious effort to like, yeah, like I walk for longer than I get things yeah. done. But then I also like sometimes I just hit a wall in my day where I'm like, I cannot be I need my brain to just settle for a little bit and walks are the best way to do that especially if you are very busy headed and like sitting and doing meditations are difficult then go walk and like have that like walking meditation Mm -hmm. almost for your brain man it's so it's so rejuvenating and it actually that's the thing that's been igniting me it's like you know like working every oh totally it's like 
working every minute of the day, like, yeah, that's great, but you can actually be more effective if you time block, if you, like, before we met, I was like, I, got, I had so much I got done today because I knew I had a hard stop before three yeah. to, to be present for this, and, like, you get so much done when you give yourself those windows, so if you... You not, got that right. The world's yeah. not going to end if you give yourself, like, an evening off or, yeah. like, an hour walk break, or, in fact, it'll probably ignite you and make you more... I'm using that word. Make you more like alert when you're ready to get to work. Mm -hmm. You said something a minute ago that really caught my attention. You mentioned for people that are busy minded, and I feel like most people are busy minded. You know, especially I, with now, like the way we're all with tech, we're inundated with information constantly. You know, and once again, there's upsides and downsides to that. Totally. But one thing that I think is pervasive across, especially young people like millennials, Gen Z today is that everybody is constantly mentally running a million miles an hour. And even physically, people are always going, going, going. Um, and especially you. Like, yeah. out, out of all the friends that I've made recently, you are somebody who I know who is nonstop because there's so many people that rely on you, so many people that admire you and look up to you and want to learn from you, right? So um, I'm just curious. Like, as you go about your days, what's your motivation for, like, being able to stay healthy and being able to stay fit and, like, with everything else you've got going on, you know, you've got meetings at 6 a.m. and then you got a meeting at noon, you got a meeting, a dinner meeting. Like, what is your number one motivation for, like, staying physically well, staying mm. mentally well throughout all of it? I and love how do you that do it question. Well? Oh my gosh. I love that question because I always say this health is wealth. I think mm. that if you, like, for me, it's not, I came from, like, at like 18, I started competing in fitness competitions, which, like, is very taxing at your body at a young age wow, and like 18, I, I learned no that like that is not I'm not saying like I am so grateful that I did do that like that sport like bodybuilding and I, I'm grateful for it it definitely shaped me into the person I am today but I did learn that like too much is not healthy either but from that I really like as an entrepreneur now I take my health so seriously like I think that how you do one thing is how you do everything so for me, like waking up early, hitting my workout, being yeah. so on it with my nutrition, my fitness routine, and then my, my business, I think it like makes me show up so abundantly in all mm. areas of my life. And that's what I always preach to people because yeah, like, so what? We're not in bikinis as our day job or like, <laughs> we're not, I don't know, like we're, we don't, or, or we're behind a desk all day. It's like, yeah. that's why you should want to like hit that workout, go on a run, do some movement, do yoga, like stretch out your hip flexors because it's going to make you show up better. And like, you're not going to have pain in your low back from sitting yeah. at a desk all day. You're going to have more energy to your clients and health is wealth. I always say that it makes you show up and so abundantly in all areas. That is such a great way to sum it up. How directly would you say the correlation is between your mental well-being and your physical well-being? Would you say that the two are like parallel to one another yeah, or, yeah. totally because I think that like also just with like the mental like it's like exercise for your brain exercise for your body I think both are so needed yeah and I just think it makes you stronger in all areas like the you need both like the self-awareness the meditation the the I have a lot of like mental practices I do just like a workout routine I have like my mental mindset work I do daily I think the physical elements too because when you the thing is it's like you don't know what you don't know right I think that I'm always one of the things I always tell myself is like I should always be the student, never the teacher. Like, you never know anything. Like, you don't know anything. Always be able to, like, learn from others. Yeah. Because I think that, like, you apply one little thing and then 
you become that much better. It's like you only know what you know, and if you give it a shot and you see how much more vibrant it makes you feel or how good it is to, like, actually, like, hit eat your greens and, like, um, hit workouts, you yeah. see the difference. And then it's like a drug in a good way. Like, you just it really, really is. realize... Self-improvement like, is addicting. It's right? so addicting, yeah. like, personal development. And I sound like a crazy, like, person, but I'm just so passionate about it. And, like, I think that I just... Like, I post a lot about it on social because I just see how much it's helped me in my life. Yeah. And I want everyone to cultivate these habits because That's I just beautiful. see the difference. I love it. Yeah. And I think that most people would like to be that way, you know? I think that... I mean, of course, there are people who feel like they don't have time to focus on their physical well-being and they don't have time to go to the gym five days a week or go to the grocery store and like buy a bunch of vegetables and cook. But the thing is, is once you make time for that, so many other paths in your life start to open up, right? Yeah. Because like there's this, um, there's this like sage wisdom analogy that I've, I've heard many times and somebody listening to this podcast could probably correct me because I'm about to botch it. But <laughs> um, the analogy is that somebody comes to you and they offer you either a lump sum of a million dollars cash today and that's basically that could represent satisfaction in the moment right like a cheeseburger today mm. like sit around and play video games all day today just immediate satisfaction or you could choose to get a dollar today and that dollar will compound in value mm. every day for a whole year right and i and obviously a dollar times two is two dollars times two again is four and it's eight and it's 16 and it's 32 and so on and so forth right so like um, obviously that dollar compounding in value ends up being worth way more than the million dollar lump sum, right? Mm. And you have to hold out and you have to make sacrifices along the way. Like you don't have the million bucks up front, but eventually what you have is way more worthwhile, right? I'm curious, what would your advice be to somebody who is struggling to catch their rhythm? You know, somebody who they want to be an I should, they want to... Oh my God, you're so sweet. Everyone's I, no, I'm serious, you know, like... And, and not even like you specifically, like obviously a lot of people want to take after you, but just people who want to be more serious about their health, you know, mm. but they keep reaching stumbling blocks. Like they keep having to decide between the fried chicken sandwich and the healthy dinner and a workout, you know, like yeah. what's the one piece of advice that you could give to people to really start catching the rhythm and, you know, start taking the dollar that compounds as opposed totally. to taking the lump sum. That's such a good question because I also try to preach this as well because it is so important and I think it's what halts people back because they think they got to go from zero to a hundred mm -hmm. really quick. And like before I was working in marketing, I was a personal trainer and a yoga teacher and I did like all online fitness coaching. Yeah. So I noticed with my clients, like when they invested in a coach, like when they invested in, in my, my work and my coaching, they're like, I want to like Monday morning when we start, I'm going to drink eight liters of water. I'm going to go on the run. I'm going to hit the work. And it, as a coach and like even just like what I preach now, it's like, no, 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 you don't, Rome wasn't built in a day. Just do one thing because what happens is this is so constant and I used to see this with my clients when I was coaching that like you want to do everything. Like you want to hit the gym five days, like all of a sudden you go from zero to hundred. Like j j January 1, I'm going to go to the gym every day. I'm going to drink this much water. I'm going to stretch and go to yoga. I'm going to do this. They pick yeah. like all these things and I don't blame them because they look at people online who preach like, yeah, you have to eat clean seven days a week. You have to do, like, so many steps. And you have to meditate and you have to do this. And then it's, like, when you're doing maybe, like, none of those things and all of a sudden you have to commit to ten and then you fall off yeah. the bandwagon really easily, then you get discouraged and then you don't actually do anything. So that's, like, 
my biggest piece of advice is like just do one thing like just drink water just drink four like hit the di- i say liters because i'm canadian but like <laughs> uh, what is it your gallons like yeah. i don't know like just hit the water goal then when you do the water goal for at least like two weeks let's add in like the steps so simple hit mm-hmm. ten thousand steps a day and then it's like momentum and it builds and then it's so much easier to all of a sudden like when you're doing steps ten thousand every day to all of a sudden switch that to like a workout yeah and it's like so easy and i always say that to people it's like and i i don't blame people because they see like someone like me maybe post on social like oh i'm doing my meditation i'm doing my journal routine i'm doing the workout and like it's like they think that they have to do the whole recipe no like it didn't start like that for me it was all building like i just started the meditation and part of my like mental practices because i was like i know i'm missing that step but and even with meditation, oh my gosh, I see people say, like, you have to meditate for 20 minutes. I'll do five or eight because I yeah. don't, like, you need to build. So I love that you said that because it's like, just start with one thing. Meditation is such a tricky thing because I think that a lot of people feel, like, uh, this level of pressure around meditation, you know? Yeah. Um, people feel like, oh, if I don't meditate for 20 minutes, then I might as well have not meditated at all. And people think yeah. that you've got to be sitting there, like, crisscross applesauce with, like, your hands like this yeah. in order to properly meditate. But the thing is, is meditation is, it's a way of life, you know? Um, Mm. And this is, you know, I'm 25 years old and far from my best self. Like, (laughs) I'm proud of who I am and I love myself, but I'm nowhere near my best self, right? But I I really, at this stage of my life, am already coming into the knowledge that meditation is a lifestyle, you know? And obviously, there is time that you set aside to meditate. But, um, like, the practice of mindfulness... Just being so being present. I think that you can do so much for both your mental, psychological, and physical well-being just by being present. Because yeah. if you're not focused on like, oh man, like what am I doing tonight? What do I got to do tomorrow morning? What am I doing tomorrow afternoon? Just be where you're at right now and just be, be in your own body. Be happy with who you are. Be happy with who you're sitting beside, you know? Um, and I think that that alone, like that that form of meditation does mm. wonders for your well-being, right? Totally. And it's like, I love that you said it's like, we're we're only 25. Like, we're, mm. we're like, I know that like when I was 21, I've grown so much and I'm like excited to always be growing. And it's like just being open to learning and like, oh, don't like say like, oh, meditation's for hippies or like, like try it, give it a try. Yeah. And then, or like some people will say like, oh, I'll never be a runner. It's like, well, you try, like just try one mile, run even less than that like just like start because and don't like be opposed to something right away because it could be such a game changer for your life and you could like fall in love with it yeah i think that especially in western society we build all these walls around what we think is cool or what we think is normal or like Mm -hmm. what's hip you know like there's all these stigmas around whether it be meditation or being vegan or like voting a certain way or thinking a certain way or like being open to new ways of like thought religion whatever it may be there's all these stigmas but if we could somehow as a society just like throw stigma to the side Mm -hmm. throw reputation to the side and just be open i think that we would live in a much happier and more peaceful world you know um this has been a really cool divergence from what we were talking about earlier so um i wanted to ask you so how would you say that the way that you eat and like basically what you consume is fuel, right? So like how would you say that the fuel that you put into your body affects your mental well-being, your mm. spiritual well-being? And I would also love to hear any like details around like 
are there specific things you like stay away from at certain times of the day or like basically how do you feel like what you consume affects your output love this question i love nutrition and wellness because i think that it's like the food you put in your body it's like the gasoline you put in your car right yeah it's like why are you gonna put like I understand, like, we all want to eat, like, the greasy pizza and stuff like that, but then, and, like, I'm not saying, like, don't have that, but, like, majority of the time, like, choose to have the thing that's, like, gonna actually be nourishing to you and, like, serve you, and, like, also with that note of, like, the whole thing of what we were saying, it's, like, once you give it a shot and you realize how good you feel, then you, you, like, will actually always want to choose that, so for me, like, as much as I, like, love, like, pizza and all that stuff I just know that if I'm like working a full day and I'm on the phone and I have to be my best energy uh for me personally like pizza just with like the nature of the food like the cheese and the in the high carbohydrate but it's not just pizza right it's like any any heavy self-indulgent like greasy you just feel lethargic after like all I want to do is have a a nap so like if I was gonna have pizza probably like a Friday night when I'm done work you know and then like yeah but choosing to always have like the foods that's gonna um nourish me and make me energized and and on that note like what we were saying it's so much I think also because when I was coaching it's so much of a individual thing so some people do really well on high carbohydrate diet some people do really well on high fat the keto approach and it's like don't just i would say like test it out for yourself because personally for myself uh i do better on like more of a higher carb um i always say protein is always high for me my whole Mm -hmm. life because i've always um been i came from like the fitness background where it was always having protein at every meal and if you're not doing that i highly recommend you make sure that there's so I've always done macronutrients. So macros are your protein, carbs, and fats. And ever since I started like learning about the human body, I went to school for kinesiology and you learn about these things called macronutrients, micronutrients. And just to like be pretty plain Jane about it, macros are your protein, carbs, and fats and having self-awareness on like, okay, um, am I getting a source of protein, carbs, and fats in this meal? Yeah. Then I feel like having a balanced ratio of your macronutrients is going to help you thrive and like make sure you're hitting the right amount for you. But then that being said, it is different for everyone. So like with all the studies on keto in LA, okay, so like if you guys are from LA, you know that like vegan and keto is so trendy here like mm. you go to air one where jake Ke- was keto kind of, is like actually everywhere i see it so then you think you're supposed to be keto place. but like personally for me like i know that if i did keto like i wouldn't have enough energy for my workouts it just wouldn't yeah. like i don't feel really great on really really high fats but then some of my friends in la they only do keto and it really helps them like they get energized so that's why it's like first i think having an understanding of your macros and then for the the amount it's really like different depending on um every like your body type and it mm. goes back to your metabolic type so like how you train how you have grown up as a child so a lot of people it's like what you've always ate growing up too that will kind of dictate like what body type and what macronutrient ratio is good for your body yeah. uh, a rule of thumb if you are always like thin and growing up it was always like they call them hard gainers like it's hard for you to put on muscle and gain weight you have a really fast metabolism then um a higher carb is really good for you and if you have trouble losing they always say like the higher fat lower carb yeah and then i always say like protein should always be sufficient where it's like one gram per um, one pound of lean body mass is like a rule of thumb and a lot of people who don't know that usually do under protein Really? Like they don't eat enough protein. That's a really, really valuable little bit of and wisdom. And then there's right some there. people who like that. 
are into the the gym and the, the yeah. weights and they do too much protein too because then your body has a digestible limit yeah. so you, you i think do, that's a common misconception like people just protein load like crazy and like obviously you need it but like i feel like females i don't mean to like to put like genders on it but a yeah. lot of, when i was coaching a lot of female clients they would under eat on the protein because they just would like qualify like their beans as just the protein source mm-hmm. but then if you're not like aware that like okay i'm getting like 25 to 30 grams at this meal yeah. and like each meal has its amount of protein like a good amount of protein then you end up falling short of it um so i do think like being mindful of how much protein you're consuming is gonna really help keep you full and satisfied and like on track with your fitness goals too with the gym if you're weight training yeah but it's such a different like it's like oh not a one-size-fits-all that's why i'm so fascinated it's into health because yeah. when you master the puzzle piece man you feel so much better you like sometimes you just if you're not eating the right macros for your body or you're not eating like the right foods you're gonna feel that difference in your energy and once yeah. you find what works man it's like you cracked up code and then you mm-hmm. just know what you need you crack the code yeah. by all means though you like saw outside of the matrix life yeah. is short so you can eat the burgers and have the pizza and have the wine yeah but just like majority of the time know what keeps you energized so you can feel your best yeah but also like on the weekends like a lot of people do that like monday to f- thursday they eat like super clean or Sunday to Thursday or Friday and then Friday night they do a meal out and it's like that 80-20 rule like if you're eating really healthy majority of the time 80% of the time 80% like that 20 is not gonna affect you yeah that's a good way to live um a trend that I'm seeing in like so much of this conversation and just as I think about the people that I know uh everybody wants to improve their health in some way or another right if you talk to somebody about like Hey friend, what are you doing to improve your health like this week, like this year? What's on, on on the docket for you? Like everybody's got something like, "Oh, I decided that I'm going to start cutting back on red meat or I'm only going to eat sweets once a week or I'm not eating past 8 p.m. Oh 5 days of the week, whatever it may be." But I feel like where a lot of people fall short is they don't know how to track it. They don't know how to stay on track, right? So like when you talk about like measuring your macros and like being really intentional with like your carbs and your protein and your sugars and all these things, what is like the best way that you could recommend for somebody to be really intentional about it? Like, would it be journaling? Is there an app that you would recommend that people yeah. use? Like, what's so, the best way to stay accountable? I used to meticulously track my food and, um, and like put it in an app. And I know that's not sustainable because like now that I don't have that lifestyle where I'm like competing and like weighing my foods and like when you're on the go, I all the time like you're not gonna bring your food sale and I went through all that when I was competing when I I did always weigh out my food and yeah I would say like so now I don't do any of that because I have such a knowledge of it um so I will say like in the beginning if you did just like I'm not saying like weigh your food but like look at like my fitness pal is always what I use I know there's like a whole bunch of new apps now since like that time but Mm. my fitness pal is amazing because you could just like scan a barcode or like Um, Just even, like, make a food diary, and it's, like, apps, you can do it, or you can write it down, and, like, having just awareness, because sometimes, like, we just mindlessly eat, and then you don't realize, I remember when I first started tracking my macros and just recording it in the app, I was like, oh my god, I didn't know that, like, I was eating, like, 40 grams of fat when I spooned peanut butter out of the jar, because I, like, (laughs) weighed the peanut butter, and then I, then I just had this awareness, like, oh my god, like, one tablespoon of peanut butter is, like, this much, not, like, this much, you know? Um, So I will say in the beginning, like, these, like, I'm not a health coach anymore, but, like, being 
either like educating yourself on like protein, carbs, and fat sources, that would be even a huge start. And then and making even your like day, portion sizes. I feel like just once again, at like it. once you see it in the oh West, and especially in the U.S., like we're so conditioned for these huge portions. You know, like you go to a restaurant, you go to ignorance I mean, is bliss like honestly anywhere. it's yeah. like when you don't know oh we, like we pasta, eat like two, when you two and a half it, times as much as we need to all yeah. the time when you, you see know? the actual serving size one of the crazy things i notice in canada they do the serving sizes differently now on the How nutrition so? they're bigger they're more like um realistic like when i was this is like a segue off of our combo but it's cool when it's it's so crazy to me like when you look at nutrition facts on a on a label and like this one here like It'll probably be like nine, nine, no, six crackers is 28 grams. So yeah. if you weigh that out, it's like nothing, right? And this when you're morning just like I was working on music and I ate half the box, you know? It's so easy yeah. to do that. So I noticed in Canada when I was home uh, during quarantine, I was picking up my same like things I like at the grocery store. I was like, oh, the nutrition facts are, or the labels are different. The serving sizes are different. But then I was like, because it looked like a lot more. It was double. But I was like, that's smarter because you're probably going to eat two of these is probably what you would eat as a serving. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like you're aware if you saw like, oh, that's actually 40 carbs, not 20. You'll look at things different because yeah. I didn't realize before I started tracking my macros how much I was actually eating. And then because I did that for years, like tracking, um, now I just have it in my, like that knowledge. So yeah, I know that's like really, it seems like, it may seem like a lot to do but it really does help when you like educate yourself on like the portion sizes and like knowing okay like beans are actually this much fat and this much yeah. carb and maybe a better like if i just want protein like these are good protein sources and it's just mm -hmm. like educating yourself about that um and then being really self-aware of like what foods digest for you well which don't because if you're not digesting something well and you're eating it i actually did that for a really long time when i competed i would only eat chicken breast and asparagus and sweet potato like the typical bodybuilder foods yeah and over time i developed an intolerance to it so really? i would no be way. very like bloated having those foods my girls like understand because girls are very intuitive when they're bloated because we were like tighter clothes than guys and like yeah. I remember when I was like bloated off of eating these food, I had a, a fitness coach and he was like, "What? why are you like looking bloated eating like clean foods? And I was like, I don't know, I just eat this every day. And then we had to change up all my, my foods because I developed like, I don't know, my body was very sensitive and in, almost like intolerant to the foods. Yeah. So it's like, if you're not, if you're getting bloated after you eat something too, it could be very healthy. Like for me, kale does that to me. So I can't really eat, eat that because then if you're not digesting it properly and you're bloated and inflamed, your body's not actually yeah. partitioning the nutrients and absorbing it. So being super self-aware of like what feels good, what actually are your, is your body digesting. That's huge. That is so huge. I think that something that more people should do and I, I will say i think there's been like an awakening of this especially around I feel like in our, our bubble region. in la oh my god everyone's so into it yeah 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 there's been an awakening around like body and mind awareness but yeah gut health yeah gut health but something so huge is just like pay, listen to your body like pay attention to your body you know your body says things to you like for me i've recognized in the last year or two that dairy like two things that don't sit well with me mm. dairy and gluten i don't know if i like oh wow gluten? actually yeah i don't know if i necess necessarily have a gluten intolerance or like 
if I am lactose intolerant, but nonetheless, those things slow me down a little bit, right? Mm. Um, and I've never had a doctor tell me like, hey, Jake, you're lactose intolerant. I feel like they don't but even I felt it. know some you doctors. Know? I remember when I was talking to my doctor, she's like not, like they're not specialized in this, so they yeah. don't really know. And then on that note too, it's like, if if gluten works for you, then have it. Then have like, it, Like I yeah. remember when, um, like the phase was going on with like gluten-free when it came out and it was like, if you eat gluten, it's the enemy. And I, I don't know, like, I just feel like, for me, I can have breads that have gluten in it. Because what's the bread? Sourdough. It's gluten, right? Mm -hmm. And sourdough is great for me. Like, I have it, and I feel great. I have it with avocado. And then I, like, in the morning, like, avocado toast with sourdough bread. And for me, I do not get, like, my body digests it really well. Yeah. So I will say that, too. Like, I remember when, the, when gluten came out, and it was like, it's the enemy, like, it's doesn't like the, the anti gluten. Like, for me, I really can't do dairy, obviously. but like, yeah. I understand that, like, if you can do dairy, there's like Greek yogurt, it's so good. Yeah. Like, there's different things that could work, so it's like really test things out for yourself and see how it makes you feel. Yeah, and, and don't believe like everything you say because, especially with social 100%. media, it's yeah. like you have to eat this way, then you get really unhappy when someone's like, you can't do this, you can't do this. Yeah. Everybody runs the race differently, right? It, so I, I don't think I've ever told you this, but I grew up running. Like I was a competitive runner for a long time. And Whoa, no way. Yeah, one of my mentors used to say, run your race. And like that's both literal and metaphorical in the sense that you can't run somebody else's, somebody else's race. The mentality of run your race, it's just recognizing that if you try to excel the way somebody else excels, you're probably gonna fall flat on your face because you aren't that person, you know? Like if you try to take out fast out the gate and then you run out of energy halfway through the race, it's because you're trying to run somebody else's race, right? Mm. In the same way that if you hear like somebody listens to this podcast and they're like, oh, like Aisha loves gluten and doesn't eat dairy, so I'm gonna start doing that. But in reality, maybe gluten sits really poorly with them, but they just heard somebody that they really like say that they like gluten, so they just yeah. do that. The key is, Listen to what, listen to your body, listen to your mind, your spirit, find out what's right for you and go with that, right? Um, the more in touch you are with yourself, the more likely you are to continue to improve, to level up and to excel as a person, right? Yeah, and it has to be like sustainable for you, right? Yes. Like that's the other thing. It's like for me, I've always made my own food because I feel like because I started competing at a young age, you never ate out. So I never mm. really developed that habit of like eating out every meal. But then I, I know so many of my friends, all my friends basically like eat out a lot, all their meals. They like, mm. like to, to go to like, it's a part of like how they've always lived. And, and if you live in the city, it's so tempting. Yeah. Like in LA, there's good food. Like There's like there's half a dozen food, restaurants though. within half a block of here that I love. Yeah, but you the know? thing is like, you can just choose healthier yeah. options. But like, if you're listening to this podcast from like Atlanta, where I'm from, or like mm. so many other cities, there's way less healthy options, you know? But I feel like every restaurant will do, like, chicken breast if you yeah. ask them, like... Yeah, they'll offer you something. They'll have, like, two like healthier options. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like there's always a way, like, making, doing the best you can with, like, your circumstances and making it sustainable. Because, obviously, if it's not sustainable, then you're not going to stick to it. And that's what it's all about at the end of the day, right? Yeah. Like, doing whatever is, like, the low-hanging fruit and then, like, uh, upping from there. And, yeah. like, evolving from there. Yeah, no doubt. This has been a really, really insightful conversation. I'm so glad that we did this. It's so organic. I love it. Cause yeah. I, just, I forgot that this yeah. little mic is even here. Yeah. It, I mean, 
I always love talking with you because you've got so much wisdom to share and it's not just about health but the thing is and I hope that people that listen to this I mean who knows how many this is our first conversation on this podcast right so maybe 10 people listen to it maybe a hundred maybe 10,000 who knows but I hope whoever that's listening listening to this conversation realizes that the key is be in touch with yourself like be in touch with your surroundings Listen to your body, L- listen, listen to your, your body. soul, listen yeah. to your mind. Because that's how you excel, right? That's how you level up. Something that I wanted to ask you before we close, two things. The first is, obviously you influence a lot of people, right? Like people who listen to this, yeah. they'll go see like, I show on Instagram, like whatever, 68,000 people listening to you daily. That's amazing. But you've got to have people that influence you a lot, right? It's like, Totally. Who are some people, what are some books, what are some podcasts, including your own, that you would recommend to people who are starting their journey of self-improvement and want to be inspired? They want somebody to, you know, look into and follow after. I love that question. I always ask this on my podcast as well because I think it's like we can all learn and grow from so many amazing people out there. Yeah. And there's so much abundance of resources. Like, out there, there's so many amazing resources. So it's like, let's share them and, like, all the tools because I remember, like, my first person I discovered podcast-wise was Lewis House, and he had the School of Greatness podcast, and oh, I was I know like, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like seventeen, eighteen, listening to him, and I was yeah. like, "Who is this guy?" He's but, buddies with like Tony Robbins, yeah, and that, circle, right? and that was one yeah. of the first people I listened to. But currently, um, I have some like really great ones. So uh, Sean Stevenson, he's the host of the Model Health. Um, Model Health Show. Oh my God, guys! It is such a good podcast for personal development in all areas of your life. Like nutrition, he's like scientist, like with that. Like he goes, but then he breaks it down in a really like he talks about the science, but then he only says it in like terms that everyone would understand. Yeah. And he's so well spoken, so well versed. Like I just love listening to the show because I it's just so much value. That's like quite it's the a co-sign. full. Yeah. It's like a full. What, what's his name? One more time, Sean. Sean Stevenson, Sean Stevenson. the Model Health okay. Show. Uh, I think he's like one of the OG podcasters, yeah. but I learned so much from that show in health and wellness. Um, so well, that's maybe like, Sean Stevenson will hear this and appreciate the cosign. Who knows? Oh my God, he's so big. Imagine he yeah. moved to LA because he's just like crushing it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, such a good podcast, and he has a book too. Okay. Um, then the other book that I would recommend is um, Aubrey Marcus. He has also, I feel like everyone has a podcast, so he has a podcast too and a book. But uh, the book is what I really think would be awesome for like this kind of content. It's called Own the Day, Own Your Life, um, and it's Aubrey Marcus. And I love this book because it's basically like. I'm like, I feel like we're the same way. I just want the value. Like, I just yeah. want straight up, like, open the book and get, like, a takeaway. Like, the podcast I recommended is literally like that. Yeah. Even, like, in the show notes, he, like, gives you the minute for each takeaway. <laughs> so you can just, like, go to that. that. I love I love yeah. just, like, straight value because we're busy people. Um, 100%. And, Everybody is these days. Right? So, and you yeah. just want the, the good content. So own the day in your life. Like, I love that book because it really breaks down how he uh, structures his morning. Okay. But, like, it's a book, so it's, like, every little thing. He has, like, the morning cocktails, which is, like, his drinks he has in the morning, from cold shower routines to the workout. And it's not, like, crazy workout. It's, like, simple, like, movement. And he breaks it down to, like, what someone could do who's just getting started. And he gives you takeaways, and and it's really easy to read. So those are my two podcasts and book. And they're, like, also, like, huge on their platforms. And then my podcast is called Coffee and a Good Vibe if you want, like, same thing like like Jake like very casual conversations but yeah. a lot of value good people good conversation um and just I my whole goal with that is just like to 
showcase value because if you're listening to this podcast if you're listening to like if you give us your time that's so valuable it is like time yeah. is so valuable and like i do not i never take that it's the lightly. most valuable thing by far you know yeah. you can get money back but you can't get time back so exactly yeah so i really quickly wanted to plug a book which is many of you if you're listening to this you probably heard of this book i had to pull up my kindle app because i was blanking on the name of this author Man's Search for Meaning by mm. Viktor Frankl. Have you read Man's Search for Meaning? I haven't read it, but every podcast I listen to, they say you have to okay. read that book. Um, if you don't already know this and you're listening to this, this podcast is really the reason that we're launching this is uh, to promote and to help build the foundation for a business that I'm co-founding mm. with one of my best friends, uh, Nick Peterson. And on one of our strategy calls months ago is we are just like ideating our Kickstarter um, he recommended that I read this book, Man's Search for Meaning, and I'd been reading a lot of like astrophysics and like getting into like a lot of like more science like books. I was reading like a Stephen Hawking book at the time. He's like, dude, read Man's Search for Meaning. It will make an immediate impact on your life. Um, and it's written by a guy named Viktor Frankl, who many people would probably try to classify him as like a psychotherapist or like a, mm -hmm. a psychologist, but he would call himself a, a logotherapist. And what that means is that he... I once again I'll probably botch this it's been like two months since I finished the book but um, he's somebody who helps people find what they believe to be their purpose in life mm. and then to use that as the fuel for their own self-improvement and he was uh, he was in several concentration camps during like the the Nazi reign right so like he was in Auschwitz he was in Dachau and um, as a like medical professional he studied the psychological effects that all these people were enduring in, in the camps right so like it's a really really powerful read would highly recommend it if you're looking to learn a little bit about like the human psyche and also just to get a little bit of perspective right like we're in a really tough spot in the world right now but when you put it side by side with recent human history you know it kind of reminds you that Humanity is overcome before. We'll overcome again. We just mm. got to keep our heads up and press forward, right? Powerful. Um, but yeah, one more thing that I wanted to ask you, Aisha, is you, obviously we're going to have many more of these conversations. But if you and I were to have this exact conversation a year from today, what do you want to see improved in your life? Like what are the milestones that you want mm. to have reached in a year? And how do you think you're going to get there? In the health and wellness, like sure, yeah, it, it could be personal, it could be health and wellness, but I think the two are largely they're connected. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, this is like one of the things like I'm constantly striving towards. I feel like mine's like different than um, even someone who's like, why is that your goal? But like, I've always come from a really, really, really structured lifestyle. Like, weigh out all your meals, eat at this time, go to bed at this time, and, like, and I love it. I'm, like, so grateful for the discipline. But one of the things, like, it's kind of two things. So one of the things I'm constantly working on right now is just, first off, is, like, being more present and mindful. Like, that element, I find as I get busier and up-leveling in my business side of things, and now, like, leading a team and having to show up as a leader, it's so important that I fill up my own cup too. And like I really, I do that with the workout for sure. Like I know like the health stuff, but like filling up my own cup too on that like social side, like knowing yeah. it's okay to, you know, like I admire you and Larla for this because you guys are so amazing with like how you guys will set boundaries and like, like you know what, we're gonna have like a dinner and just like cut off work and just enjoy a good time with friends. And it's like, I, right now currently I'm just gonna be super straight up I attach a lot of like guilt when I let myself do that 
Um, and I will say, like, I guess... Why do you think that is? Just because... My personality... I've always been super disciplined And you're so life. ambitious. It's and, tough like, to, like, with, like, competing in the sport, right? too. Like, yeah. being, like, an athlete and, like, being so competitive with myself, not with other people. I'm really just competitive with myself. Yeah. Um, I feel like it's a blessing because I've definitely, like, set goals and... and made myself like get to LA from like a lot of things that were no's like people saying oh you can't do this and I've always like I'll do it like I set challenges and then but then the other side of that is like you're when you're so hard on yourself then you don't enjoy the journey as much as you could so mm-hmm. one of my things is like practicing more balance and knowing yeah. that you know what I should it's okay to like have the pizza and have the wine and like take a step back and enjoy life because as much as like that is so that's just as important as you training hard it's like i train so hard i should actually enjoy the the good foods and the good times with friends and like not and like take that break from work and that's something i'm really working on because like i know people listening is like that's not how is that so hard but for someone who's like my personality type and very disciplined like it's actually like really hard so and that kind of goes into like being more present and mindful so I started meditating new to the meditation train like doing it consecutively so I just want to become better at that and um with the nature of my work like being on my phone a lot being working with media and marketing and like I'm always on the platforms and I'm always like studying consumer behavior and helps me with my work but um, taking a break from this thing too. Mm. So I think those kind of go together, yeah, but it's so important. It makes you, it's just like in a year from now, cause I'm really working on this. I hope I'm like, have just a little bit more of that, like balance element yeah. in it. You can't be plugged in nonstop, right? If you're plugged in nonstop, you can never celebrate the rewards of your hard work. Right. And, and I know like people don't show it on social as much, but trust me like you need to fill up that cup in in other yeah. ways and like there's so many people that are trying to pour into other people's cups when their own cup is empty you know yeah and if, if you have nothing to pour out then you're not going to be able to fill anybody else up and the more so. you up level you need to have that full full cup because like now that yeah. i have a team i'm like holy shit like i'm gonna i have to show up for them but like i really need to make 100%. sure that when we have our calls like i'm ready to go like yeah. for your clients and like the more clients you have it's like you got to get better and more fulfilled, more... You got to be that stronger version of you because life just gets busier. That's the thing I've realized. It's like, you got to, like, keep up-loving the machine that's driving everything. Yeah. One thing that I have been realizing a lot recently is that everything is a trade-off, right? Like, life is a set of compromises one day after the next, you know? The key... This is not the only key. One of many keys is to recognize how to walk that line of constantly achieving being your best self while also being present, right? So if if you can walk that line of being in the moment, being where you're at, loving it, enjoying the journey while also keeping your eyes on the target Mm. and going after it, that's when you know that you're tuning in. And I think that a lot of stuff that we talked about in this conversation goes right in line with that, you know, like being in touch with your body, being in touch with your surroundings, loving where you're at in your life, being present, it, it all really is parallel to one another. So, uh, Aisha, a lot of love for you. Thank you so much for this conversation and for your time and for your friendship. And um, really quickly, to wrap it up, if you want to tell everybody like how they can best keep in touch with you, best follow you, yeah. and the best ways to support you, just... Thank you so much. It. it was such a pleasure. I'm so honored to be your first guest. You're such a natural. Like, 
so excited for all the other guests in the future I'm of this show. I'm stoked about it too, yeah. Oh, uh, I love it. And of course, like, I'm all over social. Like, we've been saying, like, be present, be just, but I am, social media is where you can connect with me. I'm, I don't know if you called this, but you said be president. So, be, be present. I should, I should 2020. Oh I my God, I'm not even American. <laughs> so like, yeah, well, get the citizenship and then get the presidency. Get, oh my God, can order. you apply with a visa? <laughs> yeah. Um, but I'm, oh, I'm all over social. So, Instagram is like the most active platform at Aisha Sarah. And I'm sure, like, yeah. spelling will just like I'll, link it I'll below. Plug it on the socials and whatnot yeah uh and then i'm actually starting up my youtube mm-hmm. so um i should say on everything and then coffee and a good vibe on the podcast but yeah. literally all my platforms like tiktok even if that's gonna be a thing if that doesn't get banned but i should say on everything and yeah yeah love you thanks for coming love you too I would be remiss to not end this episode by extending the sincerest of thank yous to my dear friend Aisha. Once again, it was an absolute joy to pick her brain for a bit and to extract as much wisdom as I could for you lovely folks. I hope that some of you were able to enjoy this conversation as much as I did and that you were able to learn something valuable today. If you'd like to connect with Aisha, you'll be able to find her socials plugged on our Instagram account. Once again, it's at Monteverde Tech. That's M-O-N-T-E-V-E-R-D-E Tech on Instagram. You can also connect with us through our website. Subscribe for updates, and I'll be sending out information on our podcast guests there as well. It's www.monteverde.tech. Thank you again so much for listening to this episode. I'm endlessly grateful for each and every one of you, and I hope you have a magnificent day.